0: Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. I'm Brian, and welcome to episode 20 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Today's episode is the first of a doubleheader focused on OpenStack. Today, uh, joining us is Jonathan Bryce of Rackspace and the OpenStack Project. Jonathan, great to have you on this morning. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on. Appreciate it. So, before we jump into anything about what's going on with the OpenStack conferences in Boston uh, next week, or the news around the latest release, uh, for anybody who's not intimately familiar with OpenStack, can you give us a quick, um, actually, you know what? That's not a very good lead-in. Give us some background on yourself.
1: Sure, yeah. So I uh, my background is as a developer. I started doing development, uh, specifically web development, of, in around 1995, and uh, eventually ended up working at Rackspace on a bunch of different projects there. Started a, a, a little company with a, one of my coworkers that we brought back into Rackspace and launched what, uh, what eventually became Rackspace Cloud, along with a, uh, uh, an acquisition that Rackspace made of a company called Slicehost. And so I've been doing development and cloud infrastructure for, for quite a while. You know, I've been involved with OpenStack um, since the beginning, since we, we got it kicked off last year. And now I, uh, I'm sitting on a ranch in the middle of nowhere in Texas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you actually, you're um, sort of the CTO or the lead for the OpenStack project, correct?
1: well I uh, I work on uh, a lot of community uh, organization pieces of it I chair the project policy board which is one of the governance uh, boards for the OpenStack project and uh, and I, I work with a lot of the, the companies in, in the community who are either deploying OpenStack or who have developers working on it you know the the way that the, the project is set up itself the a lot of the uh, the technical leadership is concentrated within the individual projects there's a project technical lead for each of the projects, who's really kind of the owner of, of the, uh, the project. And, and, uh, and then it's a very collaborative process for how features get in and how uh, uh, those features end up being implemented.
0: Okay, cool. So, I think a lot of people are familiar with with OpenStack from sort of conceptually. It was something that uh, like you said Rackspace had had started through either some acquisitions or some things they were doing internally. You guys created a partnership initially with NASA to uh, you know sort of find an, not only an initial customer but a an environment that was that was open to sort of open source ideas, had a big enough problem to go try and experiment around fixing. Where is OpenStack? Where's the project today? What's, what's going on with it at a, at a high level?
1: We kicked off OpenStack last year in collaboration with NASA. It was in July of 2010. And uh, at the time, it was something that was focused on on the compute and storage infrastructure components of, uh, of cloud computing. And so that, that was a uh, code that NASA had, had been developing for uh, an infrastructure cloud they were building for, for the government to use and for scientists to use. As well as code that we had from from our cloud products, uh, there was a compute product and a and a storage product similar to Amazon's EC2 and S3. Uh, ours are called Rackspace Cloud Servers and Rackspace Cloud Files. Okay, and those projects were, were really the the initial foundation of it. Over the past year, it's grown uh, in an amazing way, I, a lot more than uh, than I I think I expected. But it's been it's been awesome to see how uh, how many people have gotten involved, how many companies have gotten involved and developers. And uh, and the thing that's been really neat is that um, since that kind of beginning of, of just a couple of, of very focused ideas, the project has expanded to uh, really kind of take on the, the problem of how do you automate everything in a data center in a, uh, in a really scalable way, put an API on the storage, the compute, the networking in your data center, and, and build this cloud operating system that uh, that service providers or enterprises can use to, to change the way that they deliver technology to their users.
0: Okay. So the original projects were the compute project, which I think was called Nova, correct? Yep. Um, you've got the, the storage project, which is called Swift. Swift. Uh, right. there's the the images project which is called glance and then there's a, a bunch of new ones that are coming in this uh, latest release which is called Diablo correct
1: right yeah so the um the uh, Diablo itself has actually has those three core projects as as part of the release um, one of the things that we started during the Diablo release cycle was a was a project uh, incubation process uh, we so as the the scope has expanded and as as users and and developers have seen areas where we need we need a, a new piece of technology or a specific type of, uh, of software. Um, some of them have kicked off projects, and they want those to become part of the core of OpenStack. So in Diablo, we started a, an incubation process, and we had two projects that, that entered incubation um, during Diablo. One was, uh, was the dashboard, and the dashboard is a web-based interface for managing OpenStack clouds, so it you know you can log in as a user you can see your resources you can start up virtual machines you can manage the storage you can control networks all of these kinds of things or if you are the cloud operator if you're the administrator of the cloud you can go in and see an overall picture of your cloud how healthy it is how many resources are deployed across it how much capacity you have who has access to it what kinds of services they can provision you know all of these kinds of things so that was something that was launched as an incubated project during the Diablo release cycle, that will be in our next release as a full core project. It's now been accepted for our Essex release. It's going to come out in about six months, and it will be it will be a core part of it.
0: Okay, so so you have, uh, if I'm if I'm understanding this right, so like you'll have a sort of experimental that will get into a release. Um, you'll let the community go out, work the bugs out of it, figure out some of the nuances, and then the goal is to sort of make it. Uh, official like, uh, in that next release, right? Is that kind of the right. cycle of, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and it's not just about the, the software itself, but we also want to make sure that the project has a level of development maturity, that there are enough developers to support it on an ongoing basis, and um, that there's some process around <laughs> how it accepts the, the patches okay and puts out the, the software at the end of the day.
0: Okay. So new dashboard, and the new dashboard will manage just a single, cl- you know, sort of a single instance of OpenStack, or can it look across multiple? If You know, if a, an organization has uh, things running in Rackspace Cloud or running on top of AWS, can you look across multiple clouds, OpenStack <laughs> instances?
1: Yeah, this this dashboard is meant um, specifically to point at uh, at an OpenStack instance okay. and and control that. Um, there's actually a uh, another project that, that some of the community members are working on that is meant to to kind of be a uh, a master dashboard across across different clouds and including you know even different providers who may not even be running OpenStack.
0: Okay, so we were talking about that, and then you you were talking. I think you were going to jump into what what are the other sets of sort of alternative uh, experimental projects that are,
1: yes. That are in yes. So situation. the other the other project that was incubated during Diablo is uh, is OpenStack Identity, and its code name is Keystone. Okay. And uh, and Keystone came about as the number of projects in OpenStack started to to grow. Um, they they all had a slightly different way of doing authentication, and none of them really wanted to uh, to build out an authentication system and um, and the question is, well, you know, really what we want to do is tie into existing authentication stores and we want to do it in a way that's unified across all of OpenStack. So the uh, the, the uh, OpenStack Identity Project was was kicked off to, to answer that need. And what it does is it is it layers OpenStack Cloud concepts on top of something like an Active Directory. You can basically get the multi-tenancy that you need. You can get the the identity that you need to do API calls to say, you, know, you can have 10 servers. I can have five servers. You know th- those kinds of things that are not just inherent in a in a username password store, but without the thing that that uh, the Keystone team didn't want to do is they didn't want to try to replace LDAP or Active Directory. Okay. They, they they wanted to write something that sits on top of a backend like that, and so that's that's what um, what that project does, and it allows you to to basically you know if you have if you have an existing authentication store, to cloud enable those users. So that they can get access to any of the resources in your OpenStack cloud, they can log into the dashboard, they can provision virtual servers, they can store data.
0: Okay, and then there's also a um, a, a networking experimental project. Is that correct?
1: Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a, a networking project that uh, that just got incubated. It's called Quantum, and Quantum is one of a number of networking projects that are that are out there. It's the the first one to kind of enter an official status, and uh, it's led by. NICERA and Cisco and Mitokura, a company over in, in Japan, with involvement from Citrix and Rackspace as well. Um, but the, uh, the, the point of it is to do um, layer two networking to enable a lot more of the capabilities that, that enterprises and, and network administrators are used to that aren't necessarily present when you just have kind of a virtualized environment, uh, especially in, in uh, the earlier versions of, of OpenStack Compute Networking was just a subcomponent of that, and the, uh, the focus of it was really about taking traffic and getting it to a virtual machine uh, versus building richer topologies and being able to tie in features like quality of service controls, being able to hook in things that were not virtual devices like intrusion detection systems or you know physical routers and switches or firewalls and load balancers and build these topologies where you're, where you're doing more advanced routing and, and networking connections. So Quantum is basically an API that allows you to create networks to add connections on those networks and links, and then it lets you actually pick what is being driven behind the scenes. It could be virtualized networking, like, like what you, know, you might currently be using in a, in a virtual environment, or it can actually tie into a lot of physical network gear as well. And, uh, and so it's, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to see how this is coming together because you're, you're going to get to the point with OpenStack in a, a pretty short time frame where you can control compute in a very robust and scalable way. Um, you can control all of the networking that's going on in your data center, whether it's virtual or not. You can control different types of storage and, uh, and, and get to a point where um, you know, everything in your data center can be managed through a single point of, of entry. With uh, with tools that uh, that are either open source or commercially based, um, it, it gives you a lot of control and a lot of visibility into what's going on.
0: Okay. That's cool. So it, it feels like with this release, so the so the Diablo release, which came out last week, the sort of fourth release, the D release, it feels like a lot of things are starting to evolve out of some of the original releases. So I know, like when we were at, we sat down for a few minutes at VMworld and you were talking about, well, the original compute uh, project had some basic storage functionality, sort of a nice SCSI stack to do basic block storage, but that's now evolved to things like Swift. You've got you know basic networking in, in Nova that's now evolved to quantum you've got some how do you manage some things around those resources is starting to evolve is that is that a normal progression for for kind of a big open source project where you've got this core baseline thing people start looking at it and they go eh, it's probably not going to scale for where i want to go and, and, and it evolves out of those things is that pretty normal progression evolution
1: I don't, I don't know it's uh it's i've i've been involved in in a fair number of open source projects and and you know, watched uh, watched many more, and it's it's been a very interesting progression with OpenStack. Uh, it's it's really just kind of shot out of the gate and and taken off um, like nothing I've ever seen before. Okay. Um, and I think I think that uh, that there's there's a lot of demand for this kind of technology, this approach to technology right now. You know, a lot of people this year have been talking about co- the consumerization of IT and consumer driven IT and that kind of thing. And and uh, and I think that. You know, with OpenStack being a, a pretty open and accessible community uh, with a, a lot of involvement from from a number of different vendors, it's it's really kind of accelerated that, uh, and I think that that it's become this this point of of rallying for a lot of different people who who want to see an open alternative for uh, for this type of technology. I, I think certainly getting getting people like Nycira and Cisco Cisco is obviously a a leader in, in uh, networking technology NYSERA is a is a startup and uh, and doing some really cool advanced networking stuff yep. getting them um pumped and involved and and ready to lead this project is a is a great thing and you mentioned storage we have a number of storage companies uh, similar kind of mix of of enterprise companies and startups like solid fire who are getting involved because they they see this as a as a way to uh to really get a baseline of technology down, and that uh, that can plug into their products and that can give their customers a, a higher level of control and do it in a way, you know, that, that's really very complementary to their business model.
0: Yeah, you definitely, you're, I mean, you're seeing, this is going to sort of lead to my, my next question, but you're seeing all these different stages of companies. You've got big companies like HP, which just announced the beta of their cloud, which is, or at least one of their cloud offerings, which is going to be based on OpenStack. Like you said, Cisco's involved, and then you've got you've got startups involved, and then you've also got, you know, service providers like Rackspace and others who are, who are driving this because they're, you know, it either benefits their business model or they think it's, it's going to help them down the road, accelerate driving a new service or something. So yeah, it's a really interesting thing to see people, what their motivation is for being part of it, uh, how they look at it as, as helping to accelerate a portion that maybe they didn't have expertise in or they didn't want to own. So it, like you said, a very, very interesting coming together of all these different resources. So kind of leads me to my next question. You've got something like 110 or so different companies, independent developers that are working on all this. How, how's this stuff all getting coordinated?
1: It's definitely a challenge, and it's something yeah. that, that we, we spent a lot of time thinking about. Um, but Again, it, it grew a lot more than what we expected, so right. we kind of had, had our plans for how the process would work. Uh, you know, back in the early days when it was a few dozen developers and 20 or so companies, and you know now, like you said, it's 100, 100 110 plus um, several hundred developers, so we're we're constantly working on on trying to uh, to make those processes work and scale. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've that we've done is um, when there's when there's been something like dashboard or networking or you know different questions around storage or things like that, we try to make sure that where where it makes sense to uh, to have different teams focus on on different areas, so it's not uh, doesn't get too too mammoth, too much of a of a behemoth. One of the really critical things that that we've been doing is we do these things we call them design summits, okay. uh, and we have one next week in in Boston, and it's it's basically a time where where the development community comes together for a week and plans out what's going to happen over the next six months, what the next major release is going to look like, uh, and and we we get together and and it's a it's a very technical focus through the whole through the whole summit. It's um, you know implementation details. It's Having debates about what the best way to do something is what the whether this feature even needs to go in these kinds of things and so that um, process I think helps to get everybody together and, and get on the same page about things it's something that we took a page out of ubuntu's book they do the ubuntu design summit for for a similar uh, goal and then I think you know we just try to to stay in in close contact with everybody who's involved and make sure that I think the thing about this what we're trying to build it's a very baseline piece of technology that most of the participants feel should be freely available, like the Linux kernel. Okay. Uh, and if we get it right, then there's lots of, and lots of room for everybody involved to make money, um, to have businesses, to be successful, to build cool technology on top of it. You know, I think that's one of the things that has held the community together and helped everybody to, uh, to stay focused. The opportunity for cloud and for this type of technology over the next decade or two is is enormous and uh, and so if, if we can keep that in mind and, and just uh, remember how huge this is what we're really working on I think it helps uh, helps to put things in perspective and, and keep us all pulling in the same direction and you know so far I think, I think that's uh, that's worked pretty well uh, but it's it's definitely a challenge and something that we take really seriously as part of our mission to maintain that.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I was, uh, I actually, it, we did a podcast with, um, uh, Rick Clark was one of the guests uh, last week, so Rick, you obviously know Rick. Rick was mm-hmm. has been involved for a long time, and, and yeah, we were talking about how even though you have a, a ton of these things going on, you guys have been very consistent so far. About every six months, it's going to be uh, we're going to get the release out on time, whatever's you know working and available, we're going to get that out. Um, you've got the events going on, you know, slightly after every six months. So yeah, I mean the the level of transparency, the level of consistency, I think probably brings a lot of credibility and and helps, you know, deal with any concerns people have about, you know, is this going to continue? Is the community going to behave properly i think you know you see things like uh somebody like hp who you know obviously you know huge company who's who's going to put financial backing behind it is out there saying we're going to make a public service out of that so that's i mean while you know Rackspace as a company may have different opinions on that i mean that's that's probably got to feel good for you guys to go other people are putting their not only their their developer resources but they're actually building some businesses around that stuff that's got to be encouraging to say hey Making progress, it's out there. Let's see what keeps happening.
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I think you know the uh, again when we kicked this off, we were thinking about it mostly from from the perspective of what we were using this um, this software for, and and who else might want to use it like this. And then to uh, to see how companies are getting, startups are getting funded. Um, you know, big companies are getting involved and in, and in building teams around it and launching services. And uh, it, it's cool to uh, to see that um, there's a a whole set of, of people. I mean, it's really a community in the thousands now yeah. who who believe in this and, and believe that it's an important piece of, of the overall technology landscape and, and want to see it succeed.
0: Very cool. So the things going on in Boston, there's, there's both a design summit and a conference, and th- there's some overlap to them. What's the difference between the two? I know I was out for the one in San Jose uh, in the springtime, and it felt like there was a portion of it that was – Uh, people there to sort of be educated, get some, uh, you know, uh, I know eBay spoke, for example. So giving people a sense of how big a problem are we taking on, you know, what challenges do big companies and little companies have. So there was an education piece. There's a lot of people there just trying to wrap their heads around what this means and then like you said there's a there's a very hardcore set of people I mean literally people talking design details and people almost it looked like writing code in the audience how, how are the two things separated What's, what all would somebody expect to get out of being up in Boston next week?
1: Yeah so you, um, you're you right there are kind of two separate parts to it the design summit part is the, the highly technical session and you're right you know code gets written in the audience and on the screen and, and uh, people come with with detailed ideas to present and hash through, and, and it's it's a uh, it's it's very detailed. <clears throat> the conference portion is more of the uh, more based around users and potential users who want to understand OpenStack, who want to see how other people are using it. Um, we have a number of users who are there. Uh, there's, there's, they're going to be, um, talks from, from CERN, the, uh, the research agency over in Europe, Mercado Libre, a big e-commerce company in South America. Uh, there's a panel that Disney and Wikimedia and others are going to be on. And so it's, uh, it's something where people can come and they can really get an understanding of, okay, what, you know, what is this thing? <laughs> I, I heard a lot about it. Right. What do you actually do with it? And find out also, um, you know what the outcome of the design summit was and get a peek at what the next six-month roadmap is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of, one of the things that we were doing differently this time is we kind of switched the order. Last time we did the conference first and then the design summit, yep. but a lot of the questions that we got at the conference were, uh, you know, what's going to be in the next release? And we said, well, we don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll know in three days. So this time we decided to do the design summit first so that we'd have the results of, of some of those discussions to present to, uh, to users. And, and the other thing that we tried to do is the the last design summit and and conference were totally overbooked and and it it actually got a little unruly and a little bit uh, a little bit difficult to coordinate and make useful for everyone so we uh, we put some limits in place this time around on uh, on you know just how many people could be there to try to make sure that all the discussions were were productive and and you know i think we'll keep We'll keep playing with the formula until we get it right. Yep. It's another one of those things where it's just it's it's grown so much that uh, that we've got to figure out uh, <laughs> you know what the right approach for all of these different things are in in,
0: in managing this community. Right now, will um will the, will any of the sessions be uh, recorded or streamed or is, I mean, is there a way for people that can't get up there to to take in some of the details or?
1: You know, that's a good question. I know that we were talking about. Uh, about recording them and, and, uh, and publishing them. I, I don't know what the state of that is, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some way to, uh, to get access to the results. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that, uh, that we actually do during most of these discussions is we use Etherpad, which is like this real-time web-based editing thing. Okay. And, and so um, you know, if you attended any of those technical sessions, there was probably an Etherpad screen that was projected um, up on the wall, Mm-hmm. And then, and then, people in the audience would be logged in and would be making edits, and uh, you know, kind of taking notes collaboratively together. And what was interesting too is to see that there would even be people who were, um, you know, who weren't there present <laughs> in the in the room, who were on the Etherpad and and uh, and participating in the discussion that way as well. Oh, so cool. we, we we do try to make sure that the information is is available as, as quickly as possible, and um, you know, for as many people as we can.
0: Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, and for anybody listening, it's it, it's a different conference, at least trying to take it all in. Then maybe you see at some of the big um, kind of vendor conferences, like a Oracle Open World or a VM World or something, where it's like big keynotes, sessions that are you know typically one person. Talk. I mean, these are super interactive. I mean, there was more, it, you know, it was sort of like bees swarming around a hive. So yeah, it probably is a little bit tricky to to stream them or send them out. But yeah, if you guys are doing some stuff where it's got notes or even the things that, that I know some of the, the media companies do where they, they're interviewing people as the week's going on, those are those are useful and helpful. So um, check those out. And they're all off the, typically they're off the OpenStack.org page, or if you look on YouTube, people have got them posted pretty quickly. So that's very cool. So OpenStack is, you know, one of several open source cloud management, I hate to put a tag on it, but sort of cloud management projects going on these days, right? So uh, cloud.com obviously does some things, Eucalyptus, uh, Red Hat starting this thing called Overt. How do you guys in the OpenStack community, how do you view those? Do you view those as semi-competitive in terms of trying to take up developer resources, or do you look at it as it's great to see, you know, more and more people getting behind this idea of of some form of open cloud and, and interoperability between clouds?
1: I think that you know there are different levels of the stack and, and different different pieces of it that um, that you know are are uh, it, it's it's very complementary. I think some of them are are competitive as well, and uh, and you know that's I think that's just a, a a result of of how much interest there is in this space. Over time, I think that there will be consolidation and there will be leaders that emerge. Um, you know, I expect that if we uh, if we continue to make the progress we have in the past year at OpenStack that. That it'll be it'll be um, you know the leader in, uh, in in this kind of open source cloud management space. Yeah. I, I think the um, there are uh, uh, a lot of interesting aspects to looking at you know higher up the stack platform services and and uh, um, you know relational database services and other areas that that OpenStack isn't really playing in right now. Um, you know I don't I don't know if if over time it'll expand in that direction if the community wants to go that way or, or not. But I think the the thing that that we are really focused on is building this fundamental compute, storage, networking management that's really, really scalable and uh, and that um, you know works with uh, with uh, the the systems that that you know we hear our customers want. Which means it's it's generally more commodity or being able to leverage existing investments versus having to go buy a, a, a whole new storage and compute stack and and tie it into expensive networking gear. Okay. You know. Com- Cloud is supposed to be about lowering costs and and uh, operational costs and being able to get more out of your hardware and and that's where our where our entire focus is uh, and so you know I mean I think I think that if you look at some of the other projects they they focus more on 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 different aspects and mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah I mean I, I think so early too that we'll see how it shakes out but I I expect that uh, that there will there will probably be more <laughs> over the over the sure. near term and fewer over the long term.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, and, that, and that's natural, right? Anytime you have, like you said, you've got a market that, you know, long term is potentially uh, very uh, large in size, profitable, lucrative. You're going to have a lot of people in there doing their thing. And then and then over time, um, you know, it's like any, any set of ecosystems or any competitive environment. I mean, typically you're going to find, you know, a couple of winners and a lot of others that either merge in or, or fail. So, um, okay. So it seems sort of a normal evolution of where we're going. Um, you guys are obviously a year, two years into the project. You've got a huge number of, of companies that are sort of backing it in various ways. So that's obviously a good thing. If you're sitting around, uh, two weeks from now, so the conference is over Diablo's out. You guys have a roadmap for, for Essex in the, the fifth release. How do you start to measure success?
1: Well, I think at the end of the day, you know, we, we build software so people will use it. Okay, sure. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, uh, I think that's, you know, that's the, the phase that we're entering now. The first year was really about getting the software um, ready, getting it to a point that it could handle the kinds of workloads that um, it was meant for. Uh, and, you know, I think that uh, especially with Diablo, we've, we've accomplished a lot on that front, and it's, it's, it's totally ready for, uh, for a large number of workloads. There are still some that, it, that you know, it's not going to be perfect for. But I think that um, that it's it's really come a long way and it's, it's ready to be deployed and used um, so I think I think that if you look out over the next year for me I think the the biggest measurement of, of success is uh, is around um, usage and deployments i think I think another one is what we talked about earlier which is maintaining this this strong community that's pulling in the same direction and accomplishing a lot and and getting a lot of stuff done um, you know those I think those are two big areas of of success for it. If we, if we can uh, continue to, we you know we already have some great user stories, and if we can continue to build out those users, then we get to a point where we end up with a a large footprint of OpenStack clouds all around the world, and that becomes a really valuable ecosystem. We've seen that with with uh, with Amazon, where you know they have a they have a very large footprint and they have a lot of customers, and and it draws in innovation and technology companies who are. Building to their to their stack and to their APIs, and uh, I think that as the usage continues to ramp on OpenStack, that, uh, that you know that's the that's the result um, that we'll see as well. We'll we'll see this ecosystem uh, that we've already started to see. We'll see it continue to, to blow up and explode, and and we'll have a, a ton of innovation happening not just inside of the OpenStack projects themselves, but in, in companies around OpenStack that are that are building hardware and software and, and services. To uh, to make OpenStack clouds more valuable, to make them fit better into specific verticals, and to do uh, you know just to add a lot of value on top of that core technology.
0: Okay, very cool. So it's so it's uh, you know build a community, get people using it, and then you know let it let it sort of expand itself around where the innovation goes, whether it's in product, whether it's in new kinds of services, or it's it's really just uh, you know people deploying it more and more. One, one last question, and I'll, I'll let you go because I know you're probably extremely busy trying to get wrapped up uh, before next week. When you look at whether you call it successful or expansion of the community or whatever, does it... Do you need to see enterprises and governments deploying OpenStack in their environment as well as out in the service provider and cloud providers, or do you expect to see sort of the early deployments uh, in the providers' clouds because they've got the they've got the resources available? There's not all this time of setup or yeah.
1: I think I think a lot of the the, the um, earliest deployers of OpenStack were service providers, who who service providers are are uh, kind of uh, better suited. For the early days of it, that a lot of times they have uh, they have existing control panels and customer systems, and they ne- they need an engine that plugs into that, which is kind of how OpenStack started. Uh, if you look at <clears throat> at some of the changes that have come along with like the dashboard, with um, the identity system, with the the networking improvements, and and other. Uh, other updates that that are in uh, the recent releases then i, I think that that um, what you find is that a lot of those have actually come from feedback from enterprises as we've gone in and done some enterprise deployments and we have we at rackspace we we help people deploy it we have a, a services organization that does that uh, we have a number of customers and i think we're going to be able to talk about some of them coming up pretty shortly who are who are doing these kinds of of enterprise deployments i think that that it's really critical to uh, to get those because the the real value of of having a, a common stack that's widely available is uh, is is being able to have it internally and externally, being able to run Linux servers in your own data center and go get Linux servers from Rackspace and go get you know Linux virtual machines from Amazon. You know, ha- being able to have that common platform uh, is, is really powerful and one of the things that 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 enterprises uh, really look for. Um, I think that uh, that that same kind of model where you're able to run OpenStack internally at a variety of OpenStack providers, in colo, wherever you might need to deploy it, is going to be a huge part of the value of of OpenStack over the long term.
0: Very cool. Well, listen, um, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know, obviously, you're going to be, I would assume, up in Boston uh, for all the different conferences and developer uh, events next week. Um, Anywhere else people can find you, either on the web, blogging, or events throughout the rest of the year?
1: Um, I don't even know what my schedule is. (laughs) So yeah, Boston for sure. potentially uh let's see what's coming up. cloud expo i'm sure there's going to be a cloud expo soon and <laughs> uh I, I don't know what else but yeah I...
0: okay very cool um well again thank you so much for your time uh, folks we're out of time this week you can follow us on twitter at the or you can reach us uh, at thecloudcast.net on the web you'll find links to the show and show notes we'll post uh, all the details around the conference next week uh, you can leave us a comment send us an email stream us on stitcher so jonathan thanks so much for your time and thanks to everybody for listening